This is Donna Skogland, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 139. Today's episode comes straight out of my Holiday Thrive Guide, and the way that you can get your hands on this Thrive Guide is to sign up for my free Holiday Thrive Advent Calendar. So this is something I created that is a collection of journal prompts, short stress-relieving practices, videos, inspirations, exercises, just teeny little things to support you in having a really healthy and happy holiday season. So I will put that link in the show notes and you can sign up for that. It is absolutely free. Once you sign up, you'll get the Thrive Guide right away. And then starting on December 1st, you will get an email sent to your inbox with a little gift just from me to help you feel better, your best, every single day, all the way up until Christmas. So today I'm going to be talking about 10 tips for a healthy and happy holiday. And if this time of year is one where you tend to overindulge, overspend, overstress, undersleep, then these little tips will help you just make sure that you are not compromising your health or well-being too much, maybe just a little bit, but just simple things, simple shifts that you can make to still feel really good while you enjoy all the holiday stuff. So yes, have some Christmas baking. Yes, maybe you put a little bit more on your credit card this month because you are in the Christmas gift or the holiday gift giving spirit. That is all fine. But this, these things that I'm going to share today, they can also just help you not end the year feeling completely exhausted, bloated, drained, burnt out, and in a little bit more debt than you had hoped. All right, so let's dive in. Number one is give yourself permission to do the holidays your way. There are a lot of expectations out there in terms of what we're supposed to do this time of year. We're supposed to have a giant pile of gifts under our tree or, you know, whatever you celebrate. There are expectations to decorate your entire house inside and out perfectly. There are expectations to cook giant feasts or to bake cookies and treats and go to all the events. And if you want to do those things, awesome. If you don't, you don't have to. There's actually nothing you have to do. So decide on purpose. Take a moment right now and think about how do I want to celebrate? How do I want to do this holiday season? What do I want to do? What do I not want to do? Give yourself permission to release those cultural norms, to let go of obligation and expectation, and to figure out what is important to you and align to that. And it starts with just clarifying that in your own mind. Number two, if you're going to feast, which yes, absolutely, go ahead and feast, 
what you can do is you can fast beforehand to prepare yourself. So what you want to do is you want to pulsate between you know, having a really nice feast with smaller, simpler, and more easy to digest meals. So maybe if you know you're going to indulge in a giant feast, maybe the day before you're having soups, broth, salads, just vegetables, light protein, things like that, so that you are, you know, let's say over the course of the the week, you're, you're kind of eating a normal amount. You're not overeating. And one thing you also want to do is avoid snacking because that can wreak havoc on your blood sugar, on your digestion. So get into a habit of sipping hot water between your meals. And especially in this season, if you are in a climate where it's dry and cold and you get very kind of dehydrated and your skin gets very dry, hot water is also very hydrating to our tissues. And it also is really great and supportive for our digestion. So avoid snacking between meals and get in the habit of sipping hot water or even herbal tea is great too. The third tip is focus more on presence over presence. Now, presence as in being present versus buying presence. So your time, your attention, your listening and your support are way more valuable than the obligatory gift that you're meant to buy. So if you want to do that, you can do that. But what we all want is someone's attention, someone's presence, someone being there, someone where we can feel seen, heard, respected, loved, accepted, So give that to the people in your life. Give them just a little bit of extra attention. Put your phone down. Really be there. Really listen when they are sharing something with you. The fourth tip is get outside, even if it's cold. I'm not a big fan of cold. I could absolutely live somewhere like San Diego and have perfect 74 degree temperature all year round. I would be very happy. I don't need the seasons. I don't need the change. I I like to be comfortable. Alas, I live in British Columbia and we absolutely have four seasons. I've learned to embrace it and having a dog helps me get outside and walk every single day, no matter what. It's non-negotiable. It's not optional. It happens no matter what the weather is, rain or shine or snow or sleet. I'm out there hiking the trails. So if you don't have a dog, still get outside and walk. And if you suffer from sad seasonal affective disorder and the the, not having as much light in the winter, you really notice that you, your moods are lower. It's hard to get out of bed in the morning. You feel you have less energy. You're just more tired. Your body kind of wants to hibernate. Even if there's a lot of cloud cover, which there is where I live, there is, you still get a lot of the really important light but you don't get it through windows. You have to actually be outside. So this can be a great opportunity to catch up with friends and spend time with family members, loved ones. Go outside and walk. I often find that this is a great time to call family members too if they're not there. You can catch up with 
friends, family on the phone while you walk. And you just want to make sure you're nice and bundled up and warm and you have, you know, good hat and gloves and shoes, then it's it's actually totally fine once you just get out there and start doing it. Just make it a habit every single day. Number five is embrace Hig. Hig, I think that's the way you pronounce it, is the Danish quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. Now, although I could live in San Diego because of the weather, I actually do enjoy being cozy inside when it's cold outside. So I like being able to snuggle up and cozy up and wear my slippers and drink hot tea and these things, you know, turn on the fire, cozy up, relax on the couch with a good book. That feels good. And wearing, you know, really nice, comfy sweatpants or silk pajamas or cashmere sweaters, whatever it is that allows you to feel that sense of coziness and comfort. So what does that look like for you? Is it maybe lighting a a kind of winter themed candle? I have a few of those that I like to pull out in the wintertime or, you know, those warm, cozy slippers. Invest in some things like that, that when you wear them or when you use them, you feel that sense of hig. The sixth thing is from Ayurveda, and that is nurturing your ojas. Ojas is a word that doesn't have an English equivalent, and it really is this kind of juice, this vigor. It's kind of like the It's one of the three vital essence that promotes and sustains our physical vitality, our mental clarity, and our overall health. It governs our immune system, our strength, our sleep. And so this is something that we really want to cultivate and nurture and increase. So here's a a few different activities that build OJAS, this kind of sap of vitality. Laughing, connecting, loving. Think of things that increase oxytocin, snuggling, um, self-massage, getting massage, giving massage, getting enough sleep. That's really, really important. So between seven and nine hours, between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. So this time of year, you want to get to bed a little bit earlier so you get the benefit of those Hours before midnight, which count as twice as much as the hours afterwards. Wholesome foods, but eating them in a very calm environment, in a relaxed manner, eating slowly, chewing thoroughly, and things like roasted vegetables are great this time of year. Soups, stews, grounding, root vegetables, squashes. Things like that can help you nurture your ojas. Being in nature, so that ties back to getting outside. Yoga, so doing more kind of slow, steady movement. Yin yoga would be great this time of year. Restorative yoga. And also hot yoga. Hot yoga is great this time of year. Nasal breathing, meditation, giving and serving others, which is really great and appropriate for this time of year. And 
living out your purpose and acting on what you are passionate about. So maybe this looks like diving into learning a craft or reading a book on something you're interested in or taking a course and learning. And, you know, it's kind of like that internal hunker down study time. It's, you know, we're in the kind of academic school year right in the middle of it. So this can be a time where you nurture your desire to grow and learn something, build a skill. So the, what are we on? We are on seven, seven. Seventh one is cultivate an attitude of gratitude. So there is a lot of science on gratitude that I've been diving into lately. And did you know that a gratitude practice can increase your immune system or your immune, your immunity by, I think it's like 25%. Maybe I'll do a whole podcast episode on this because there's amazing stats and also very specific ways to practice gratitude to get the most benefits. If you're like me, you know the importance and sometimes you will have a practice, but it doesn't really feel that meaningful because you just keep repeating the same things every single time you write your gratitude list. I can definitely fall into that. And then you don't really get much out of it. You don't feel the emotion of appreciation, which is the whole point. So when you're in, it's like, it's not just writing the list of things that you're you're grateful for. It's about how you feel when you do that. So this is a practice of gratitude where you're you're really feel it feels meaningful, it feels effective. You're really tapping into that deep sense of appreciation for what you have. This is Ojas, Hig, and Presence all bundled up into one powerful and uplifting practice. So when you reflect daily or even weekly, the studies have shown that even if you write down five things a week, five things just once a week, you have benefits that last for months. So it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't even have to be every single day, but even just doing a little bit can have a huge impact. And then what happens is you start to notice more of the abundance that is continuously in your life and you invite more to come in. Number eight is make time for reflection. So like I said, this is a time where it's more introverted. It's more internal. We're hibernating. We're going inside. And as we come to the end of the year, it can be a really great time to just reflect on the year that has passed and do some kind of processing and integration before you jump into goal setting. If you're like me, you love the goal setting. You love to think about what's next. You love to look into the future and create a vision. But I think equally important is learning from our past and really thinking about our successes, our wins, our lessons, our fails, all of it. So this is really prime time to carve out space to do this. Now, I have a if you are in Kelowna, I am doing a New Year's Day workshop where we do this in a group and I guide you through the process and there's movement. So I will also put a link for that in the show notes so that you can join me. It's uh, something that I've done every single year for the past, I think, eight or nine years. And it's always 
such a great time and everyone comes out with such clarity and inspiration and focus for the year ahead. So whatever that looks like, if that's on the winter solstice, which if you sign up for the advent calendar, you will get the guide and it has a winter solstice ritual guide in there with some of these questions that can help for journaling prompts. Ninth tip is practice the golden rule in reverse, meaning treat yourself as you would have others treat you. Fill your own cup first. Prioritize self-care. How are you honoring your body, your needs, your values right now? And what would it look like if you don't have a lot of time? What's like the smallest thing that you can do? The most important thing that will help you feel your best every single day. And maybe that is just prioritizing getting enough sleep. Maybe that is including a five-minute meditation in your day at some point. Maybe that's a short walk outside or even a seven-minute workout or something small, just something that shows you that you're taking care of you while you pour into others and buy everyone gifts and take care of everyone else and feed your family and all the things that you're doing. And then the final one is early to bed, early to rise. So like the bears and other hibernating animals, we need more sleep in the winter. So this is the time where you just want to allow yourself to go to bed really early and then you can get up early too so that you can enjoy those precious early hours of quiet and peace. So I would love to hear how you are going to navigate this season. What are your favorite things that you love to do? What are the things that you're ready to let go of? What are you not going to, what are you going to unsubscribe to this season? Which of these tips was helpful? What are you going to try and incorporate? I would love your feedback. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I would really appreciate if you could like, uh, subscribe. What do you do here? You rate, review, stars, all the things. And the links, as mentioned, are in the show notes so you can look that up and sign up for the Holiday Thrive Advent Calendar, the New Year's Day Workshop. I've got something else coming very soon that will be announced shortly. So stay tuned and I will talk to you soon.